0: Hello, my friends. This is Father Sean O'Brien. I hope you all are doing excellent today. Today, I want to address a few questions regarding, regarding the Equality Act. Regarding the Equality Act that's already passed the House of Representatives and now it's being kind of dealt with and looked at in the Senate and it could become the law of the land in a blink of an eye here. So I just want to address some questions regarding this. At the beginning here, I want to say I don't have any political allegiance. I owe my allegiance to God. And I am striving to do his will in all things. And it doesn't matter what a political party says or what the governor, the president, whatever, whoever says. I lo- owe my allegiance to God. So I don't have any political allegiances in that regard. I also am not hating on anyone. I love all my brothers and sisters. This is my goal as a Christian. This is what I'm striving to do. And love is to pursue, to will, to choose the good of another. And so part of this is simply my explanation of what we understand the good to be for all human beings. All human beings. And I hope that all human beings will be able to live in accordance with this good because life is better that way. It's more peaceful and it's more joyful. So this is my hope. This is my big hope. First thing, oh, and then I also want to say that you are free to leave a comment. Please do leave a comment. Um, you don't need the name call. That would not be very helpful for us pursuing the common good and having rational dialogue. It kind of would end that dialogue. So if you do have something, oh, please just be rational. You know, have a good statement there. You know, be someone who says, you know, something that makes sense, as opposed to blah, 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 choo, whew, hit the send button. Be responsible for yourself, and please, um, if you have a comment, please do leave it. But but leave it in a kind way that we can have a dialogue. I'm not saying I'm going to respond to every comment, but it would be good to to have good comments. So first off, I'm going to offer a little bit of background of kind of just what is freedom, what is religious freedom, what is rights, what are duties, what is the Catholic Christian take on all the gender ideology things, and just want to lay that out in a very simple way. And then using that background to come to conclusions about how to understand and interpret the Equality Act that is now in um, in in the process of being passed, perhaps. So, let's begin first off by looking at the universi- universality of human rights. If you're a human, then you have human rights. Everyone who has ever existed in the world has human rights. It is something that we believe to be universal. Why do we have human rights? Because squirrels don't have human rights. And we certainly know mosquitoes do not have human rights. But us do. We do. And the reason for that is because we are different. We have this dignity that is beyond that of the animals. And this is because we have a spiritual nature. We have this spiritual nature. That is to say that we have an intellect. We are able to understand. And we also have a will. We are able to choose things that are abstract. Um, I can choose the good, that is to say. I can choose to love, just basic things like that. Now, also, we have this spiritual nature, which also includes responsibilities. I have responsibilities to God, my creator. I have responsibilities to my neighbor. I can't look at someone's face and say, mm, I don't care. No, like immediately, as soon as, soon as I'm uh, put into someone's relationship, and when they are before me and I look in their eyes, I cannot be neutral anymore, and I am put into a situation of responsibility. And this is important to know. Human beings are responsible. They are persons to be responsible. And the second thing is that we have rights in order to fulfill our responsibilities. Just as an example of this is a a parent has a responsibility to be a good parent, to to feed their kids, to care for their kids, to educate their kids, and make sure their kids are on the path to heaven. This is what it means to be a parent and to fulfill those responsibilities. And because there's this responsibility, there's also the parent's right. And that right is to ensure they are able to fulfill that responsibility. So rights are protections for responsibilities. Just as the rib is a protection for the the internal organs. You know, it would be a bummer if my heart did not have a rib to save it. That would be a bummer. Just as it would be a bummer to have all these responsibilities and not have any rights that would protect it and I could just get trounced over by whoever. So this is the situation between rights and responsibilities. And the denial of, of a human right to anyone is reprehensible. Very much so. Now, secondly, let's think about our right to God, or rather our first off, our responsibility to God. Because he is our creator, because he's our Lord, because he has saved us through his death, it's just like, whoa, that's a lot of love right there. We believe that we owe him our intellect, which he created, as well as our will, which he created. So we owe him our went our intellect by believing in the things that he has revealed and he has established as true. We owe him our went our yeah, I'll get my words mixed up here. Our will through our choices and our decisions, which are pursuing what we be, what we understand to be good, true, and beautiful. Our will we owe to God. If God says do something, well, we try to do it. If God reveals something to be good, well, we're going to aim at that good there. We don't want to miss it. So therefore, we owe God our, our mind and our will. This is a big deal because religious freedom is then the right to maintain that responsibility of giving God our minds and giving God our our choices. Religious freedom maintains the right, again, to to be responsible with our mind and with our will. Thirdly, I want to address what Christian Revelation says about sexuality in a very basic way. I'm hardly getting into any details here. So first off, right there in the first chapter... We have some insight here. God created them in his image. Male and female, he created them. That's chapter 1, right there from the beginning of Genesis. Chapter 1, verse 27. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. He did not allow for any distinctions between other uh, in-between situations. On occasion, there is what is called intersex, intersex, which is a, a biological Misinterpretation of one of the sexes, but this is a biological error as opposed to uh, an error in God's plan for human beings. So we are either human, excuse me, obviously we're human. All humans are either male or female. Pretty clear there, thankfully. Also, the next part of this is that there is this orientation of male. And female towards each other. We hear that at the be at the right there again the first bit of Genesis. Man leaves his father and mother and clings to his wife. Man and woman cling to each other. They separate from their families and their attraction is for each other and they cleave to each other. We also hear the result of this. In the very first blessing that God gives to human beings, he blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply. Therefore, it is God's plan that male and woman are are oriented towards each other so that they may fulfill God's plan, that they may fulfill God's blessing, that they may fulfill God's commandment and have children. And this can only happen with one female and one male, one woman and one man. This is how it is supposed to be as God reveals it to be. So, we owe our allegiance to God, and we owe our mind to God, and we owe it to God to believe in this, and should anything else say differently, then we owe it to God to disagree to those things. Um, Just to kind of give a little summary of our Christian understanding of all these kind of just two basic beliefs on sexuality. This is a quote from Pope Francis. Gender theory denies the difference and reciprocity in the nature of man and woman, and envisages a society without sexual differences, thereby eliminating the anthropological basis of the family. This ideology leads to educational programs and legislative enactments, which we have right now, that promote a personal identity and an emotional intimacy radically separated from the biological difference between male and female. Consequently, Pope Francis goes on, human identity becomes the choice of the individual, one which can also change over time. And this is something that he is rejecting here. Uh, he, is, he is pretty rigorous in, in tossing out gender ideology or gender theory or whatever you want to call it. You can find that quote in paragraph 56 in Amoris Laetitia. So, as a Christian... We have a duty to believe what God reveals. And should anyone say something different, we have a duty to disagree with them. It's not to say we don't love them. Uh, we love all people. That is a certain fact. People have the the, uh, the right to be loved, I would say. Well, this is a human need that we have. But at the same hand, we're pretty dang rigorous on, on ideas. And if there is a bad idea, I don't think I have to respect that. In fact, I will. try to point out the error so that people don't fall into that trap that that lie has. Again, it doesn't mean we're discriminating. It just means we don't choose what other people choose when they choose something that we believe to be bad or wrong or unhelpful. Now, this last step here, this fourth point that I want to highlight, is addressing the question, okay, so what is the Equality Act doing? What's the deal here with it? And I'm going to draw from the United States Catholic Conference of Bishops and just kind of go down a, a bullet point list here that they provided there. You can look that up on their website. Just Google USCCB Equality Act and you'll find it right there. It exempts itself. This piece of legislation exempts itself from the Bipartisan Religious Freedom Restoration Act. For whatever reason, it did not want to be underneath that that rule of law and said, we're not going to be relevant for religious freedom. It also forces religiously operated space in establishments such as schools or parish halls to, and maybe not schools, I don't know exactly, but to either violate the religious belief and host whoever they want in there or whoever, whoever wants to come in there and use those facilities or they would have to close their doors. So it's either... We open it up to anyone who wants to come in, even if it violates our faith. Or we, or we just shut down and don't have that facility anymore. Uh, it would require women to compete against men in sporting and athletic events. It would not be able to... I mean, think about the NBA. If LeBron James decided that... I don't think he will do this. But if he decided that he feels more of a woman, and it would require that the WNBA receive him and play there etc cetera, etc cetera. it goes down all the way to high school and younger um all the way down it would require that uh, women share their locker rooms and shower facilities with men or boys depending on the age obviously as and the only requirement would be that they identify as a woman this would also work the other way around but just because of the the statistics around sexual uh, predators This is a little bit more of a safety concern for women. There are other things um, such as it would force faith-based charities and services to serve all people and in all contexts, even contexts that would violate their religious beliefs. And that would probably mean that these organizations would have to shut down. Super sad. It would also uh, open the door to uh, taxpayers paying for abortion. This is already happening across the world. The taxpayers are, in the United States have been now allowed to pay. Not allowed to, but we are paying for abortions taking place outside of our country. That's the one requirement. As long as it's outside of the country, this is what uh, President Biden has permitted with the Mexico City policy. He's not the only one. There's been the other Democratic presidents in recent history who've done the same. But it would now allow it in the United States. And it would also provide pressure and even perhaps a mandate for the performance of abortions by all healthcare providers, which would be super sad. Uh, no longer would there be the, the freedom of their conscience to say, I don't want to do that. It would hinder um, different quality of, of health care. It really would, because it would then force healthcare professionals against their medical, better medical judgment to support the treatments and procedures of people wanting to tr- uh, to attempt to transition to the opposite sex when they when they have an experience or a or interpreted experience of being the other sex and you know if if we did this for people who had eating disorders that would be very harmful because it would mean that oh you identify as someone who is 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 obese and overweight well, we're going to make sure that we're going to not feed you anymore so that you can fulfill that. This is a form of dysphoria. And because it's a this particular sexual dysphoria or gender dysphoria, it would be a similar experience of having the experience to be in a different, um, to not be at home in your body, which is tough, which is a suffering, which is you know a real thing that we hope for healing for. And there's, the sad part is there's not always the healing for. But that doesn't also mean that we jump in and, and buy into their experience of, of not being their body. We are our bodies. This is our belief. God made us male or female. And he didn't say you, it was a changeable reality. So this Equality Act then would be codifying and institutionalizing falsehood. really would be just gender ideology, which is false and not true. It would then be institutionalizing that and making it the law of the land. And it would be punishing those people who disagree with it and choose to act in accordance with their beliefs. Should their beliefs be different as our Catholic belief would be, Christian belief, scriptural belief? I mean, we're not alone in this. I mean, this is the Muslim belief as well. I'm sure Jewish people I don't know, I haven't done a lot of study on this. And I'm sure there's these little corners and pockets of each of those groups that are like, oh, people can do whatever they want, you know, as long as they, you know, their their experience is fulfilled or whatever it is. But we do believe that there's a human nature, that there's a design that God put into us, and we are aiming at that. And the Equality Act does not allow us even to maintain that position and to implement that decision in our living of the faith. So therefore it is a violation of our religious freedom. We owe our choices to God, this would punish those choices that we would be attempting to offer up to God, and therefore it violates our religious freedom. And we believe that the Equality Act would not be helpful for other people as well, not just violating our religious freedom, but it would also be, because it's a codifying of of an untruth, it would be leading other people astray and causing much more harm throughout the world. So. That is my take. This is the Christian take. You know, this is not my personal opinion. I don't think any here, anything here. This is kind of the the Catholic position here. So together we pray. We hope that this does not get passed. That truth is restored. That those who are experiencing challenges or or various experiences of their sexuality that that are not leading them towards God, we we ha- ask God for His grace that He wakes them up, that He brings them to Him that he uh, fulfills them in ways that they had never expected. These people are totally capable of of holiness, just as I am totally capable of holiness. The, the, the trick is, just as for them, it is the same thing for me. Uh, the trick is just doing it, just living in accordance with our duty to God, to believe what he reveals and to choose what the, the good and the true and the beautiful things are that he has called us to. So, Thanks for joining me today. God bless you.